Welcome to the Blip Insurance Podcast, where we help insurance agents build successful agencies. And my name is Josh Berg, and on this episode, I talk with Troy Thompson of Pinnacle Insurance Agency of Minnesota and Wes Anderson of Agency VA. Wes was a little late to join us, but thankfully Troy's wife, Sarah, jumped in and joined us like a boss. So I'm not going to set this one up too much because it's a longer one, but we talk about where we eventually want to get as insurance agency owners and what we're currently doing in our agencies to save time and money and to help us reach our goals. Before we get into it, this episode is brought to you once again by our master insurance agency, Blue Lion Insurance Partners, BLIP for short. We provide access to insurance companies, 100% commission, bonuses, support, software, and systems with no production requirements. And you maintain full, true ownership. We're currently bringing on more agencies in Arizona, Washington, and Oregon. So you can find out more information at bluelioninsurancepartners.com. And without further delay, here's my conversation with Nick and Wes and Sarah. All right, well, um, hey everyone. Thanks for joining us. This is the Blip Insurance Podcast where we help agents build agencies. Um, today, I was supposed to have Wes Anderson on and Troy Thompson. And I had this amazing joke lined up, but it'll have to wait. Maybe Wes will join us later, but we got Troy's. Fat Brad Pitt? It's not. It's not. But you know what? I'm going to tell it anyway. I'm going to tell it anyway. So, but, you know, as a stand-in for Wes, we've got Troy's wife, Sarah. So, Sarah, thanks for coming on. I'm up for Wes. Yep, I'm sure. The big I'm, burly guy. <laughs> you're much more attractive than he is, that's for sure. So. No, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so, today, what I wanted to talk about, um, it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, if you've joined us in the past and you know, it's usually me interviewing just one other guest. So it was supposed to be semi different, but we've got two on here. So that's great. Um, but usually I go over like a specific product or a service, something pretty specific that we discussed today. I wanted it to be a little bit more free flowing. And so um, what we're going to be talking about is kind of why we do what we do and not just why, but really kind of go into the how. Like, how do we go about getting to our end goal? What um, tools and processes and things like that are we implementing and, and do we use daily that help us get there? Um, before we get into it, this uh, episode is brought to you by our master insurance agency, Blue Lion Insurance Partners, or BLIP for short. And we're currently bringing on new agents in Washington, Oregon, and Arizona. So you can find out more information on what we're doing there. What's that? Not Minnesota? Not in Minnesota, but oh, all my extended family lives there. So maybe that's next. We'll see. Um, but you can find out more information on that at bluelioninsurancepartners.com. Um, but so now let's just go ahead and get into this. All right. So first, the joke that I had kind of prepared. It hit me. I was like, oh, this is amazing. I got to say this. So all right. So I was, I was typing some stuff up. I was doing a little prep. And uh, I realized... Wes has four letters in his first name. Troy has four letters, right? Thompson is eight letters. Anderson is eight letters. So the same amount of letters, first and last name. Both of your last names end in son, okay? 
if you put your initials together, W-A, T-T, it's Watt, short for, you know? Well, no, I was going to say, well, not necessarily short for, but wattage, right? Short for wattage. So having the two of you together should be electric. We'll see. Wow. But anyway, but no, he's not here. He's not here. I know. I was kind of proud about that. But um, instead, we get Ashley. So TT and AT, right? Tat. We got Tat. Sarah. 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 Sorry. Sorry. So Sat. Sat. Sat'll work. All right. So Marcus says superstar. Awesome. TT Sat. Sat. Yep. Oh, man. All right. So so this this idea of talking about this came about because Wes, who was supposed to be on and talk about something completely different, um, he let me know yesterday that it wasn't going to work. So um, we had to kind of figure out something else to do. I definitely wanted to have him on. Um, he wasn't able to talk about it because of some, um, some non-disclosures. Um, but anyway, so he had sent me, I'll say, a bootlegged copy of his uh, presentation at Innovation, right? And so I got to watch it, even though I wasn't there. And um, in his thing, he talks about kind of, you know, why he started going down the road of using VAs. It was to get more time with his family, to be more present when he's with them. And it made me start thinking like, man, my, my reason for getting into insurance completely changed um, after I actually got into the business and started, started being an insurance agent. And so, you know, I thought it would be great to go over why we got in why we're still in and kind of what our why is now or where we really are trying to get to. So I think a lot of people, you know, go to work, go to, go to the office, write some policies, service some clients, go home. That's kind of the end of it. And, you know, kind of feel like you're drifting along. And then when you actually have something you're working towards, um, I think it's, you know, it gives you that purpose, you know? So anyway, I wanted to go over that, but then also I want to talk about the tools that we use in our day to day to actually, help us accomplish that like you know for efficiency because you know you have things you want to do outside the office you got to maximize your time in there you got to delegate things because you can't be you can't do everything right you can't be everything so um anyway we can just get into it so troy sarah why don't you guys start after my long-winded intro and uh or sarah you can start since you maybe have to leave us in a little bit and tell us how did you how did you go about getting into this Getting into the insurance industry or getting into using a VA? Uh, insurance industry. Oh, well, like everybody, you kind of fall into the industry. You don't, you know, grow up thinking I'm going to be an insurance agent when I grow up. It's not right. real sexy, but uh, I came from a background of HR. So when Troy got into the insurance industry, um, it just seemed to make sense that I would help him out with his business um, helping him make some good choices and help with, uh, labor, things like that. The budget, mm-hmm. the budget, the budget. How long have you, um, do, were you right there together day one? No, no. Yeah, I so, came in probably three years ago. Okay. Seems and a lot longer. Seems a lot longer. So you got in to basically support, help join just, be there and work together. Right. You know, cause I would, he would fire a bunch of questions at me when I got home at night and I was like, why don't I just get in there and see what's going on? Oh, and that's the beauty. Now she doesn't just 
tell me what an idiot I am because she's involved in these decisions too. So it's not just so no, sure. I'm an idiot too. everybody can relate when they tell their spouse, the spouse just naysays and said, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do this? Now she can't do that to me, but instead like 10 at night, right when it's time to go to bed, we'll start, start talking about work and problems. And then we're both mm -hmm. fired up, oh. you know, the issues of having a spouse in the business, mm -hmm. but, um, we do pretty good together, right, Tara? Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that would be really hard for me to have my spouse day to day with me. I think it'd either be really amazing or it'd be really difficult. Or both. We our offices used to look right in at each other. <laughs> so then we'd be seeing each other 24-7. Because <laughs> I would look up and she'd be looking at me, or she'd look up and I'd be looking at her. Just because our desks kind of almost faced each other. Yeah. Oh, that was way too much. So I switched offices which has helped a lot. Now we can go three, four hours without even seeing each other. And <laughs> it's great. <laughs> much better. Oh yeah. 24 seven is a little much. Yeah. Well, so. Troy, how, how did you, or what, how did you get into the, uh, into the insurance industry? I've always been waiting for this question. So thank you so much, Josh. You're welcome. Just like everybody, I wanted to be an insurance agent. <laughs> you have your master's degree, it. master's degree in insurance. Well, I did actually kind of want to be an insurance agent because my dad was a farmer's insurance agent for mm. ever since I was um, probably eight years old. <clears throat> so he wore a suit and, you know, whatever. He is a he's a good guy. He still comes into the office every now and then. But when I was a kid, he wore a suit. My friends thought he was pretty cool because he had a suit and uh, he was able to go to my games and stuff like that. So naturally. I went out and cut my teeth for about 10, 12 years, knocking on doors and things like that. Then I got fired from one of my jobs because I was kind of right on the edge of what I should and shouldn't have been doing, which is Ooh. fine. Then uh, I always had in the back of my mind, I'm going to get back into insurance. So I literally took my test that same week, passed it. And like a week later, I started January 1st, pretty much. I started knocking on doors. I didn't know anything about insurance other than the fact that I had passed my test, wow. but I started knocking on doors three, four hours a night in the middle of winter. And I would just give the leads to my dad. So we're fast forwarding now. My dad started independent agency about 12 years ago. Oh, okay. About 10, 11 years ago. Oh, wow. So you jumped on right after he started it. Yeah. Pretty close nice. about a year after. And the rest is history, man. We just started knocking on doors and I learned insurance as we went. But wow. lead gen, that's that's number one for all the new agents. And door to door is such a good way to uh, to generate leads quickly, good quality leads and uh, a great way to start out. Yeah, man. Wow. So um, now that you guys have been doing this for a while, well, I could say how I got into this. I guess I'll say how I got into this. So yeah. I I. I kind of fell into it. I didn't know anybody really who was in insurance um, uh, through, a, through a long series of events, opened and closed doors. I ended up becoming an Allstate agent. And uh, I, yeah, anyway, I, so I was actually, I had a very short stint as a financial planner and I hated it. I absolutely hated it. And then um, I got coursed to being a, an Allstate agent and I was there for about three years and I thought I hated it. I thought I was just like, oh man, insurance is not for me. I'm not a fan of this. I don't like being told what to do and, and what I have to write and all this kind of stuff. And then um, 
eventually I, I left Allstate and through a roundabout way, um, met my current business partner. Um, shout out to Brian Washington. Um, anyway, he was at farmers and I was at farmers, um, for as again, long story, I was kind of in their district manager program, I guess, but I hated it. And so anyway, I was talking to him like, man, he, he was, he wasn't happy. And we're both like, dude, let's get out of here. Let's go start an independent agency. We both had no clue what we were doing. And if we were going to fail, we were going to fail together. Right. And so we left and that was nine, 10 years ago. And now here we are. But when we started that podcast together, that's right. That's right. So, so that's how I got, I mean, the, the very short version of the story, but when you now like what, I guess, what are you guys working towards? Like, what are you, what do you have goals that you're specifically trying to get to? Like, are you trying to retire at a certain age? Are you trying to be able to have the freedom to, to not come into the office or you do have income goals? Like, what are you trying to get to? I'd say the biggest thing we're working towards is freedom and that can be freedom from a lot of different things from being tied down to a specific schedule where we have to be sitting in our seats from this hour to this hour, um, financial freedom, being able to plan Mm -hmm. for our kids and our kids, kids, Mm-hmm. I'll let you pitch in here too. Kids, kids. I like that. Legacy is the big thing for me. And uh, ooh, that's such a good question, Josh, because I'm always trying to get better. And I'm always like, Sarah and I have had the conversation where we could cut off our marketing. We could, because of that, probably get rid of one or two people and make a lot, lot more money right now. But that wouldn't make me happy. Yeah. And um so when is that point going to be where we kind of take the foot off the gas? I don't know, but I do. Have, we have a six and five year old now. I want to coach all their sports. I coached their flag football last year. I learned a lot about myself. I want to be able to do all that stuff, be their coach, be there for their all their events. And uh, <clears throat> the end game, I just don't know. I you mean, don't have it laid out yet. One of the end games I think about is at some point having, you know, looking at selling because yeah. I don't know if that trajectory of the valuation of insurance agencies is always going to go up. Maybe mm-hmm. in 10 years, it may be on its way down and you don't want to miss that window either. Yeah. It, yeah. And I, you know, I think, you know, I, my kids are pretty young too, um, 11 and eight and they, it, when you have little kids, it's like, it's kind of hard to see outside of that, really. I mean, you're kind of, you're in it. You know, that's that's when you're you're on from sun up to till they're in bed, whenever that is. And it's hard to see outside of that. <clears throat> but man, I'll tell you this. I coach my son's soccer team and I have for, I want to say four years. And <clears throat> you're totally right. You learn a ton about yourself. Like it is not easy. It is not yeah. easy. Do you, like Jason Cass says, do you love to win or hate to lose? Dude, for sure. I, I hate to lose. I hate to lose. That's me. That's me too. I, I don't necessarily love to win, but yeah. is that losing? No. It's like when you win, good. you're like, okay, I can breathe. I'll go home. And I did what I was supposed to do. But when you lose, yep. oh man, my heart beats all day. Nope. And it's oh, like- dude. <laughs> hate it. I hate it. Well, so... um since Wes still hasn't joined us and that's okay. He'll be jumping on soon, but let's, um, let's kind of, 
move the, so I guess where I want to get to what what I'm hoping to move towards is you know we've got a couple different things going on um, in our agency things that you know I'm I the future is unclear on as far as like whether they're going to be you know super profitable or not or a waste of time or we'll see you know like you always have all these different things going on even if it's just different marketing avenues and 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 whatnot we're still trying to figure out a ton of stuff but my what i'm working towards is i really want to be able to spend more more uninterrupted time with my wife and kids and also my wife i mean as my kids get older and they're you know independent and whatever i'm super excited to like go on vacation you know without my kids and like just go back to kind of like what it was like before them love my kids but um you know they you know you, you don't get away from them that often at least i don't um and so anyway i'm really looking forward to that so um i'm looking forward to that i'm definitely looking forward to like being able to at some point um really come into the office you know like like if i can you know once a day still work outside the office but kind of like sarah like you were saying you know you don't have to be in the office to really be working and, and managing and whatnot. As far as, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I'll ever retire. We'll see. Being an insurance agent, you know, you kind of, the goal is to get it going, have someone managing it or help you managing it so that you can, you know, focus on the things that you really want to focus on. So anyway, um, we'll see. I don't know either a hundred percent, but I know that where we're at, I'm definitely trying to do everything I can to maximize. Like I said earlier, maximize my time in the office be super um, intentional about what I'm doing when I'm doing so that it can, you know, start working towards it, I guess. So I can start delegating things and have processes set up and systems. Um, what tools, any, let's start with one. You have a tool that, that you use daily that helps you, um, I guess, in your efficiency or being effective in the office? Well, Slack. Slack's where it's at. Slack, Slack oh, is yeah. money. <laughs> we love Slack, and Sarah, I'll let you uh, expand on that if you'd like. Slack is just our big communication tool, so everyone has it on their cell phone. So wherever we are, if um, you know, we just started this new thing of everyone is has the opportunity to work from home now. All of our employees, so that's been amazing. This last week here in Minnesota, we are four days. Kids were out of school, and roles were bad. Um, we didn't want our employees to waste their time sitting in traffic when they could be working. So we said, Hey, work from home. They were able to start work right away at eight o'clock versus coming in here, maybe at 10 because traffic was mm -hmm. so bad. That's yeah. huge at maximizing our time. Um, and their time. They're yeah. happier. There's oh, dude. so many valuable things that we've discovered. Like just yesterday, we had another store, snowstorm. Everybody worked from home. Sarah brought the kids in because our school was closed. So it was me, Sarah. The kids, did Al come in? I don't know if anybody yeah. else came in, but yes. the, the office was quiet and they <laughs> were all taking care of the calls and we were able to be super efficient other than kids hanging on me. But, but how long, let me, on that one specifically, how long have you guys been doing that? Just started. Two, two weeks ago? No, oh, two weeks ago. A week. I mean, last week when, yeah, I mean, probably three weeks. Either way, we got them all set up. We paid for the equipment. We just started. You know, I committed to this last end of last year, and uh, 
it's gone better than we could have expected. I, I, I encourage all agencies out there to explore that because there's so many reasons to do it. Employees are going to be happier. Other people are going to hear about it and want to come work for you. Um, not necessarily having to pay big raises and big other things because they're going to value the, uh, the ability to work from home, the trust you're giving them. The more yeah. time with their family, they're going to have a better work-life balance. I'm really interested to see, um, to check back in with you down the road and see how that's going. Cause I've, I've, I've heard it really work for some people, you know, I've heard some, I wouldn't say horror stories, but you know, some people are definitely that try that, that, you know, come, come back with the conclusion that people don't work as hard from home as they do in the office, you know? And so I'd be really interested to see, um, how here's, that works out for you guys. On the flip side too, I think people can work a lot harder. They can. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think we've all seen the movie office space, you know, (laughs) 15 on an average eight hour day. I probably do 15 minutes of really hard work. work. Right. Right. Looking busy in the office. Oh, yes. And here's the another thing. When the phone rings and somebody's having a conversation, everybody, there's like five, six people in our office, like seven that can hear that conversation. And you're not fully focused on your own task because you're hearing this other conversation. So the beauty of working from home is you can't hear the other conversations. Oh, and you yeah. Completely laser focused on what you have to do. Totally. So with so we got into talking about working from home with using the Slack app. Um, how do you guys use it? Do you just use it as like a direct messaging tool? Do you have certain channels that you have dedicated to certain things? Like how do you have it set up? Yes, we have we have probably too many channels. Sarah wants to clean that up. She's kind of the neat freak and stuff. And I just like <laughs> channels like crazy. Uh, the general channel, we have a new <clears throat> submission channel or quote bin because we had this this literal quote bin where we put the quotes in in our office. Oh, okay. But now we're just going to say quote bin on Slack and scan everything and boom, put the name in there. And now that's our virtual oh, nice. quote bin. Um, claims, we're always communicating about claims. Giphy. You know, sending the gifts just helps oh, everybody laugh and stay connected. The gifts are great. Yeah. So we use it. Um, I'm sh- we don't utilize it to its full potential for sure. Um, but yeah, we use it mainly as like a direct messaging tool, you know, checking if someone's on the phone because we have two offices, but we operate as one. So for us to be um, really connected, um, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing tool. Um, so anyway, yeah, actually Wes finally showing up right here. Hold on one second. No yeah. Let me bring him in. Oh, wow. you got to go, Sarah. I'm going to, you know, Wes is now filling in, so I'm going to leave. Uh, all I'll right. see you guys later. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for joining us. Hey. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. See Holy Wes. moly. Hey, uh. <laughs> Hey, no, you're good, man. You're good. I know things can come up when you got a hard deadline like this. Sometimes it's not easy to meet that a hundred percent grace for you. If I remember right, if I remember right, you were going to be on somebody's uh, podcast or something like the first episode and it just (laughs) didn't quite go very well. And I remember. And I love him. I love him. Hearing that you were uh, super <laughs> gracious about it. <laughs> and offline, when I tell you why why I was late, it wasn't that the dog ate my homework. 
Yes. Uh, offline, I will share with you. Um, we'll be cool. You're good, man. <laughs> but I'm hey, here. You know, I'm happy. I'm ready to roll. You have a really good excuse. Need. Nice. I, it's 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 pretty good. So and Troy, Josh asked specifically if we're doing this with someone. Who are we doing with? And I said that I will not do it with anyone but Troy. Were oh. those my exact words, Josh? Yes, those were his I, exact I, words. I will not do it with anyone but Troy because here's the deal. Me and Troy go to these conferences. He tells me and loops me in with these fun ideas that we're going to play together, that we're going to throw a football. And then I'm like, hey, Troy, it's actually time to do it. Let's go throw the football. He's like, well, I, I don't want to. Like, I I, I, I got to go make money. About? I I. I mean, IAOA, you had that football and we didn't throw it once. And I said, <laughs> I hit you in the will, with it. You're too busy I, selling at your booth. <laughs> I told you, I will go to basketball and just throw a football with you. Yeah. Which, by the way, this whole East Coast versus West Coast basketball game that's going to come out next year, dude, the East Coast is in trouble because the West <laughs> is stacked. Oh, and I'm going to be running. I'm going to be running start and PG, and I'm number. I'm running the one. And I'm telling you, it is, I mean, and I don't know in Montana where Brandon Smith, no, I'm not Charles Barkley. Brandon Ream plays just like Charles Barkley. I'm John Stockton mixed with, with Westbrook mixed with a little Kyrie Irving and with Michael Jordan's killer instinct. That's who I am. Am I able to get down on this? Get in dude. You're going to want me on the West coast team. Let me just put it that way. Get in, and I am excited. And the reality of our basketball game, if we're being honest, they were all playing. I was over in a court across from them playing with some 14-year-old Filipinos. I was doing some research and work for Agency VA. I was dominating, but they were 14 years old. But Adam has one three-pointer that I did make that was like one for 52. Nice. But still, that one he has on camera, and I mean, it was great. That's amazing. Well, welcome, welcome. It was actually not bad timing because I've never met Troy's wife before, and she's, uh, she's great, dude. Super bubbly. Love that. Um, although Troy did call her a neat freak, and uh, <laughs> we'll see how that ends up later. That's nice. I was thinking of another term. Um, so, Wes, I had this whole thing. You're going to have to catch the beginning of this later. I'm not doing this stupid joke, combining your initials again. Nah, not going to happen. So, but the whole reason for this is because you, you know, sent me bootleg copies of your uh, presentation at uh, IAOA and, or at uh, Innovation, sorry. And, um, it really got me thinking like, you know, why do we do this? What's our end goal here? What are we trying to achieve? And, um, and then how, how are we achieving that? Like, or how are we, what tools are we using um, to actually move us closer to that? Cause that was kind of like your whole thing, right? That was your whole presentation um, was family, family. How do I solve this problem? I'm having VAs. Right. Um, and so I thought we could even go further in, you know, what, what specific tools are we using? Um, Troy brought up Slack. So he uses that with his team um, as a communication tool. Um, one thing I was thinking of is just Calendly, right? So my calendar, having a link for it. So there's not this, oh, hey, you know, 
can we do lunch or can you do this or that? You know, what works for you? Oh, here's a couple of dates. Oh, I'm booked on those dates. You know, what about this time? You know, it just cuts that back and forth, gets people directly to your calendar, connect and then move on. Right. You just cut out that, that time where it's just wasted, right? Not necessarily because anyway, whatever, but it, it cuts that out. Right. So you can be more focused on what you're doing at work when you're in the office or out of the office, but you can really maximize your efficiency. And so anyway, you're up, dude. What? Well, I, I got a lot to say, and let me tell you the backstory of that presentation. Um, I had, I, I, I have taken data from 1995 until 2019 with virtual assistants and compiled it into this presentation. And I have a very close friend that owns an agency. And when you speak at IAOA, um, innovation, Dave, innovation. When you speak at innovation, they're so precise on detail that your content has to be in that X day and, and, and they check up on you and every detail is so calculated. Well, my content was due on a Saturday and Friday night, you know, now remember, like think in your brain data compiled from 1995 to 2019 on VAs. I sit my buddy down cause he, he has to, he had to, he wanted to stay the night at my house cause he was, he lives four hours away and he was catching a jazz game. So I'm like, you're going to be the first one to hear it. Like I'm excited to share it with you and he's a good friend and I'll tell you, you'll, you'll learn why he's a good friend. Um, and he's like, all right, bro, it's freaking late. Give me your presentation. Let's go. So I proceed to take from 1995 to 2019 and speak as if I was talking about technology. Like if I was, you know, speaking about something like that, uh, something that I go over people's head with and I, I like two, three minutes in, I look at his eyes and they're glazed over. And then like minute seven, like I'm getting scared. Like I have my stopwatch and he is like, he's like dozing. And then like uh, minute 12, he's like, like looking at his watch. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what did I do here? And this is how you know you have a good friend. He looked at me when I finished and he said, that whole presentation was a piece of shit. Uh, and I'm like, BG, I'm like, PG rated podcast. Sorry, no sorry, you're good. Sorry, you're good. A piece of a piece of poo poo, and yeah. and I said, well, why? And he's like, well, I just wanted. I was like driving up to the bunny hill, and you're pushing me down black diamonds. Yeah. And I felt nothing. And he said, so you need to invoke feeling. Now, mind you, this is Friday night, and I have taken. Cause you know, a year ahead that what you're speaking on, I've taken a year of my life and I've taken 20 years of data and put it into this presentation. And he says, and right before he's about to go to sleep because of how bad my presentation was, if you can't invoke feeling, you're not going to, you're not going to cause any change. And so I stayed up all night. I called Ayers and asked for an extension and that wasn't met with a, a lot of excitement. Um, I stayed up two nights to finish my, my presentation and, and really, the only emotion that I could invoke was the feeling and thought of, you know, if my dad had, you know, one of these that I was competing for, for his attention, like how much pain would that cause me? Like, and, and how I, I would be the kid that would break the phone um, yeah. and I'd get to my father. And then I had to evaluate, well, how much time have I spent talking to my child as I was writing an email? I mean, how much have I created this as, as, as a problem and this is an appendage of my business and so i began and got a legal pad and i wrote down the things that were stopping me from being with those that i loved and the specific tasks and like facebook messenger there was a time where i was averaging 57 a day um 
So I, I had to stop. So I got a VA to do that. Emails. Um, I was spending about an hour and a half, two hours a day in emails, and it wasn't yielding my company any money. I was like putting everything to the trash. There were fairly very few actionable items. I got emails taken away. But I went and listed what I was doing and the times I was doing it and the pain that it was probably causing my family. And so um, the liberation has been excellent as I have now placed a VA to do those tasks. Um, I mean, if you if you Facebook message me and you get the stars, that's Nadine who's on 24 hours a day and she's writing back and giving me a report. If the stars aren't there, it's me. You said um, it wasn't a VA, man. If it has no stars, it's me. If it's got the stars, it's her. She is the star. And she has pretty much been through a lot uh, when you got uh, Preston Schmeedley uh, Facebook messaging you at 3 a.m. So Can I ask you a question? Has seen a lot. Sure, yeah. I think, um, <clears throat> are you a victim? And this can go for insurance agencies too. The more technology you use, the more successful you can become, which means the busier you become. And it's a vicious cycle. I mean, can you say potentially you're a victim of your own success? I can tell you that I view this, I view that as a child and as a baby, when I wanted to communicate and or cry, I was given a pacifier. And then this just became a digital pacifier as an adult. And so, yes. Um, and that's why I have to use a legal pad, you know, and write down the things that I'm doing and what's keeping me away from my family. Cause ultimately for me, you know, I was in the tech game. I came into the insurance game. I started the VA game. Uh, ultimately for me, all of this is to be with my kids. And so I have to always evaluate what's stopping my time with being with my kids and my wife and those I love. And technology is probably the biggest. And as so it comes to tech, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, what's your end goal? Like, like, so, um, I'm going to follow the would, map. No one's going to know where I'm at and I'm going to be like, I'm going to be unplugged and, um, I anticipate that it'll happen mid forties. Um, I'll so be gone. Agency running itself or sold or whatnot, oh, but oh, less uh, unplugged and gone. Like, like one of my greatest accomplishments for 2018, you know, you got cool numbers and cool sales and that's always fun. I did not walk into my Los Angeles office one time and we beat all our records. I did not walk there and or travel there once. Um, and in Draper and Salt Lake City, everyone knows it as, in my Salt Lake City office, um, I was in there way most of the time. I work on the business. I haven't written a policy. I haven't done anything like that. Um, I will not service and get someone an EOI because they're waiting for it at the car lot, liar, freaking liar. You're not waiting for it at the car lot. I will not get them those EOIs at 10 p.m. at night. I'm done. Like I, yeah. I will work on my business. So my end game is in my mid 40s, you won't be able to find me. I'll be gone and I will have every second of every day with my children. And if insurance helps me get there, if VAs help me get there, if some of the stuff I'm doing with Facebook helps me get there, great. But the end game is to unplug. Cool. So are you going to be available to your friends or just your yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I think for like two years, like I just like, I think it'll be one or two years where I'm just gone and then I'll come back just for my friends. Um, wow. and, and, and plug back in. Yeah. Like this isn't, I'm not playing with you. Like this is, this is, uh, like, like this is what I want. And, um, all as I do, you know, you want currency and you want money. All as I want that for is to be with my family. Mm. Yes. So you're up, dude. It's your, it's, we got the background. 
what what's your um what software are you utilizing right now other than slack whose phone's getting crazy it's mine i gotta just put it right here there there's go. not a kid in the room so i can look at my phone if there's a kid in the room i'd break it <laughs> what what software are you using other than slack other than calendar and a va is not software so um but what other software or system are you using to help you be more efficient in the office or be more effective? Sure. Um, and I'll answer this question because I get asked this a lot because how each agency is split tested AB and we never have the same one. So I can, I can give someone a pretty deep analysis of a software and run it side by side management systems, um, everything. The first thing I tell people, and I just barely learned this. It saved me a lot of time. The first thing I tell people is the best software out there is the one that you'll use. And so, if, and, and, and pardon me, the one your team will use. Because too often the ego of the insurance agency principal, they find the solution for them, but that doesn't translate to their team. And if you found the solution for you, that really wasn't that cool. If you find the solution for your team, and if they rock and roll off an Excel spreadsheet, that's your best software. Oh, yeah, um, so everything I do, I'm building and then I have to evaluate because I don't want to always be selling to my team. You have to use Salesforce. You have to use ActiveCampaign. You have to use Infusionsoft. I need them to naturally be engaged and want to build and or use it. Um, so right now, um, I never thought I'd say this, but one of my agencies, I'm heading back to Salesforce, even though that has taken years of my life and uh, over six figures of my money. I'm going back to that with one of my agencies. Wow. Um, it is the best CRM, and I think that they've made some advancements that I can simplify it so my team will use it. And then for the other one, uh, starting, I think it's March, or pardon me, February 22nd, the other one's going to run on Pipedrive. And then on, um, oh my gosh, what's the automation side? I can't remember what, Parabola on the automation side. So that's what the other one will run. So one will be Salesforce, and the other one is going to be a Pipedrive driven by automation. All my automation is going to be nothing more than uh, how was the how was your experience? That's all I want for automation. Like from a consumer standpoint, you just added a car. How was it for you? That's the data that I want. Um, so if I can in automation, it's just going to be nothing more to deepen my relationship with my client base. Sweet. So, so to answer that question, um, you're. Gosh, I'm trying to see how you would put that to a very brief because it's not one <laughs> software, right? You're talking about yeah, because you, I mean, you've got both agencies and and they're using different things and you're split testing them, seeing what works best. But I mean, like Marcus commented on, dude, you're so right. It's the it's what works for your team, right? That's totally totally true. Um, what else? Let's keep going. Um, I, 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 would, yeah. I would say what Troy said about Slack. Um, Slack just went public. So they had their IPO that went out. Uh, if I was intelligent, I would have gotten into it when I started Slack many, many moons ago. Um, it's an incredible program. Uh, it's great for inner office communication. It's something that insurance agents should study more. Um, I think one of the most powerful things you can do as an insurance agent, uh, you, you're always going to want to get your data but sit down and look in your office and feel who's got pain. And almost always the most painful, the person that's feeling the most pain is always these CSRs. And so if you can sit down with your CSR 
And again, it's that evaluation that I told you that I'm doing with myself and have the CSR write five things that they're doing every day. You don't want them to write 10 or 20, just five. And then in the next column, they write down the percentage of their day that they're doing it. And the third column that has the best data for you is the pain point that it's causing them. Why are you in so much pain? Why are you so busy? And you may think that reshops is what's bogging them down, but they may level reshops as a two out of 10 on the pain scale. And it might be endorsements that's a 10. But insurance agents are always going off of how they feel their CSRs are feeling. They know they're busy instead of getting the data and asking the questions. And so Slack provides a form that you can ask those questions. You can have it be a direct message. Um, even though I have Slack, I actually do use a legal pad. I go into their office. I make it very casual. And I, and I make the how I set it up is, you know, Miss CSR, I know you're hurting right now. And we're really busy right now. And I'm, I'm you know, being busy sucks sometimes for you. Um, I want to help that. So what are five things that you're doing right now? And they just name those five things off and you follow those columns. What percentage of your day is doing that? How much pain is it causing you? Okay, Miss CSR, you're saying 70% of your day is answering the phone and it's a, a pain level of eight. Well, what if I can you know, get you a virtual assistant or a piece of automation? What if I can take that off your plate? Now this is what I need from you. Now we've taken the thing that's hurting you, we've taken it off and I protected you. Now I need this part of you to help me with the agency. And that's how we evolve. So Wes, when you take those things off their plate, do you give them a list of proactive tasks that you want them to, to do when their, their time is freed up? It's, it's a two part thing. When you take it off the plate, they have to have the buy-in that whoever, is that is getting transferred to because that at level of pain, that task, it doesn't just disappear. So they A, have to have the buy-in that you're now in charge of the rollout of this virtual assistant and or this person in the office and or this software fixing it. So they have to have that buy-in. It can't be, I took it off your plate and it's all me as the owner. They have to say, yeah, 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 no, that's a 10. It's bugging me. I will make sure this works with Miss VA. Okay, cool. Now, once you have that fixed and that pain's taken away, we look at that legal pad and that was 70% of your day. Now those numbers aren't accurate. It's just, it gives you a gauge. It wasn't 70% of her day. And usually the numbers and the percentages don't even equal to 100%, but it just lets you gauge and see and prioritize what's going on. So now once that is fixed and we have VA taking over the phone, now I have another meeting where I say, look, look, dude, that was 70% of your day. Let me fill some of my pain points. Like we're dying on retention and I need you now. Can you come in the game and help? What are some of your ideas? Here's some solutions I have. We just took 70% of your day off, which was a level eight in pain. You know, we're gonna add this. Hopefully it doesn't cause you as much pain, but I need you. And then we're collaborating. And so I already have uh, predisposed after I take something off their plate, a list of things that need to go on someone's plate. Awesome. Super. Oh. I mean, the goal ultimately is to, to have the proactivity of the client of our team to reach out to our clients, right? And be proactive and, instead of reactive. And the reactive going to the virtual assistants, the reactive and the pain, and that's usually what's causing pain is a reaction, not proactively engaged. So the reactive is shouldered upon the VAs because they can handle it and they'll do excellent at it. And then your, your, uh, your all-stars are proactively engaging because you now just freed up time. It's great. I mean, we, 
Speaking of my Sally, through who I've gotten through you, she uh, does all the claims, starts all the workflows for our claims. And the feedback, we've only started it probably in the last month. The feedback is phenomenal. Everybody, every single person that responds to our texts and emails and phone calls is so excited that they get a call from us checking up on their claim. And that's going to help with retention, going to help with referrals. Our, you know, our people in the office here are super happy too because the clients are happy. So it's just something we never would have done. But using your VA, I mean, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been awesome. Well, the formula right now is to reactively ask for a cross-sell when someone's adding a car. When they're adding a car, it's an expectation. Like you just have to add the car quickly and make that experience good. Now, after they have their new car and they're enjoying that nice smell and it's been a day or two or a couple hours and they're getting a call at that point where it's proactively engaged, dude, how is your new Mercedes? I freaking love Mercedes. Now we're, we're at a different stage of the selling process. Now it's like, dude, you're feeling better. I'm feeling better. I notice you don't have uh, your home with us. Can I take a look at that right now? Like, I just got two questions for you. I know you're rolling in your new Mercedes, like enjoy your Mercedes, but here's the two questions. And now you're proactively engaged and you get way more cross sales because you took it out of that reactive stage when they're like, dude, I just want you to add a car. Quit talking to me about my home. Just add the car and get out of my way. So um, I've heard from somebody um, that okay. empathy is going to be a big deal in 2019 in insurance agencies and moving forward. And so um, what you're talking about, Troy, about having you know somebody following up on the claims for you, we started doing that a little over a year ago. We have somebody who, you know, they're claim specialist and man, it is, it's amazing. Like it's such a great service to provide for your clients where before that it was, they'd have a, a claim. We just be like, you know, here's the 800 number. They'll, you know, you take forget you through it and blah, blah, blah. If, yeah. And then it's over. And then every once in a while you'll get a, you know, a call or an email that things aren't going the, the way they were hoping, you know, or there's an issue with coverage or yeah, whatever it is. Because really they're proactively calling you to complain. Yep. Totally. Totally. I mean, having having somebody give that and provide that extra service it I, if you're not doing it and you own an insurance agency and you have staff and you can delegate somebody to take that on it is amazing it is a really really great thing i mean i think it i can't give you the numbers but i'm sure it helps with those clients retention right um but anyway so moving on from that topic um one thing is I was curious is do you guys manage your own email, your own inboxes? I kind of do. I have somebody watch, you know, checking my email, but I feel guilty. So throughout the day, I'm still kind of checking it and uh, I shouldn't be, I should be completely hands off. But Wes, do explain how you deal with it. <laughs> well, it doesn't make me any money. My emails have never made me money. And so the only thing the emails did was cause a barrier between me and my kids. Cause I was, you know, uh, walking, I, Obama said something brilliant. He said, leave your phone, leave your stuff in your car and then get in. So your kids and your family have all of you. Um, email was the thing that I was creating this arbitrage of, of time or expectation that wasn't a reality. And I needed to get back immediately. 
Well, the reality was, you know, I don't know what my, I used to know my numbers, but I don't think about that anymore. At one point it was like 102 emails per day. Of those 102 emails, I had like 10 actionable items. Of those 10 actionable items, nine of them were delegated to someone else and one required me. And so now that two and a half hours or one and a half hour I was spending is four or five minutes with my VA. And all my people, see this, this is a really important principle. Whether you're using automation or VAs, it's not to replace the customer experience and to replace the human behavior. It's actually to make it more deep. That's what you need to achieve. All my people like on Facebook, like they don't even notice the stars. They just notice that they're getting something back really, really quick on Facebook Messenger. On email, they don't notice the stars when it says you're receiving cheers, you're receiving great service from talented VA Nadine. They just notice and I get replies back, dude, Wes, it used to take you like four days to get back to me. You did that in 30 seconds at 4 a.m. What the heck? Like, this is awesome. Like, thank you so much. And I'm Family's like, overrated, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I mean, they, I, I have the virtual assistant that logs into my machine. She remotely logs in and she, if I'm not on it, she's on it. And I want to be on, if I'm on my computer, I want to be coding or programming. Um, I don't want to be answering emails or, uh, do you have VAs like go in and comment on stuff of your friends and whatnot? I feel like I you've been liking a lot of my stuff lately, Wes. <laughs> What's going on? I haven't gotten that far yet. <laughs> Only communication. And I always say if it's the stars, it's the VA. They always put the stars. If there's no stars, it's me. Um, so, yeah. People, it's interesting. People just want quick response. I have zero, I've had zero people say, Wes, I sure wish that was you that responded back. They don't, they just are like, thanks for being so quick. And then my VA will have a note that says, Hey, you might want to tell John that that was me. Just tell him you love him. You know, just make this personal. Uh, like, and I do it all the time. I'm like, okay, cool. Boom. I shoot it out. And they're like, wow, either way I was taken care of quickly. So they don't even know and look in the signature block that it was the virtual assistant. Brilliant. So, um, I brought up email. So I was curious what, you guys did. I manage my own email. Nobody else has access to it. Um, it's just me. But I read a book. Gosh, it's a pretty well-known book and I can't remember it now. But it's about being productive. Oh, maybe it's getting stuff done, getting things done, something like that. Anyway, um, there was a... I think it's the S word. I don't remember. Anyway, it was... Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I think it was a different book. I think it was a different book. Was there a four-hour work week? It wasn't the four hour work week, but in there, the point of it is in there, they were talking about, you know, one of the ways you can be more productive is by setting up rules in your email. Um, so you don't have to remind yourself of things or things automatically flow, oops, things automatically flow through to different places and whatnot. So like one of the instances or the, the um, things that they said you could do is if you ever send an email you need to follow up on, um, like say to your staff to take care of something, you could BC yourself and you can have a rule set up, set up says anytime, you know, I BC, BCC myself or whatever, that it goes into a certain folder that you have to follow up with, you know, so you can just go check that folder, look at all the out, outstanding things that you had asked somebody else to take care of and, um, and, you know, make sure that they got done. But in my opinion, I feel like that is not like, you either have a staff problem there that they're not getting things done that you've asked them to do, or you've got a control issue, right? It's one of those two things. Your okay. staff is either doing it or they're not, or yeah. Um, yeah. So 
Can I um, jump in there? Yeah, go for it. So Wes, do you integrate your email with Slack? Uh, no, not yet. I have not. So it's currently not integrated. It's two separate entire programs because Slack for me is like an organism or a society, a virtual society uh, within my uh, agencies that I can pull from that data to see what's going on and what's happening. So I don't want to dilute it with email because email doesn't have much valuation to me. I'm not making money off email and I'm not looking at behavior you know, from email, so I haven't ever connected them. Okay. But you can, if you want. But I'd rather take your advice and do what you say, so. <laughs> I don't know about that, bro. I was, I was, I told you I was good at basketball, but I was schooling 14 year old Filipinos. So like, I mean, hey, ever since Wes and I spent 30 minutes in a bathroom in Vegas, just chatting. And it was in a men's bathroom, but it was. <laughs> yeah, that was our and, first connection. And he and Troy almost made me cry, and it was because of the conversation. He made you cry in a funny way or a sad way? Uh, both. He made me think, and, oh, okay. and, and I was like, "Oh, geez." And so it was good. It was like in thirty minutes, it was a great. It was, we had an instant connection and, uh, you know, it's like you, you have these people in life that you can go 10 years without seeing. And then when they show you the football and you see them after 10 years, you pick up right where you left off. That's right. And those are when you know you found your true people. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that, and we, we all have those friends and we all have that group. And in the insurance world, there needs to be more of that. There needs to be more of, dude, Josh, I haven't ever met you in person. But when we see each other at a conference, it's like, let's go. Like with fine. Yeah, there's that's and that, and that's and that's what's gotta happen. And that comes from what Troy was talking about. That comes from honesty and vulnerability and you know, being real about things. And and that's what, what we were and what we did. <laughs> I literally had this conversation with my son last night, um, through whatever events he's dealing with right now. Um, I you know, basically told him like, hey man your friends are always going to be your friends, right? Like whether you see them every day or you don't and your acquaintances usually are always going to be your acquaintances, you know? So like, even if you don't get to be with your friends right now, it doesn't matter. You're going to, you're going to, you know, you're going to be friends forever for the most part, you know, because what you're saying is totally true. I think one thing with that is you also have pivotal points in your life, like high school, when you're changing and you're going through all this stuff, college, um, whatever, um, different points in your life when things are changing rapidly. And I feel like the people that are in your life at that time oftentimes end up being who, what you're talking about, like lifelong, you know, you can't, you didn't see them for 20 years and you see them and it's like, nothing's changed. Um, but moving on, how do you use either of you? Do you use Google docs and how do you use it? You, Wes, I know you integrate it with Slack, right? But where do you use it? Like, so you integrate it for training and onboarding or, you know, all that kind of stuff. Outside of that, is there any other application you use it for? Yep. So notes with the carrier marketing rep because it's an editable document that's always going. So the most recent thing, if I sit down with a marketing rep, first off, my marketing rep meetings are freaking awesome because like you guys saw with the IOA, I'll bring in the VA, I'll have the marketing rep help me with projects. So the marketing reps loves me. 
the marketing app also has 10 minutes at the end of our meeting that I hold up the camera and they can speak to my team through Slack, whatever they want to say. Also, there's Google Documents where I'm taking notes because I'm validating what the marketing rep's saying to me as I take notes. And my team can see all that. They can add to that. They can ask questions like, hey, when you're with Safeco again, like make sure you ask this. But because it's an editable document that's infinite, we always have the pertinent stuff up top and everything's searchable. And so each carrier marketing rep has its own document and it's integrated within Slack. And um, like if it's, you know, nine at night and you have like a, a MetLife question that you know no one in our community in Slack knows the answer, but only the rep knows, you can jump in, put it in that document and whoever is meeting with the marketing rep will see that and say, oh, it looks like so-and-so has this question. Uh, I need to get this answered. So that's how Google Docs is because it's infinite and you can always add to it and detract from it and it's just always going, it's really powerful. Mm. Troy, you got anything? Nothing, I don't use no? it. No? I'd like to. All right. So I think it's gonna be something that we start doing, but um, man, there's so many different things that I feel like I need to educate myself on, like, um, was it Microsoft Flow? Is that no, right? No, Microsoft, uh, what do they call it? Teams is like Slack. Teams, yeah, but but there's no. I'm saying there's a program or Microsoft's anyway. Whatever. That's totally going down some random path. Um, but what else is there? Anything? I mean, like, are there any other programs that are daily that that you guys use that are that help you be more efficient or that keep you connected? We love I, we love Loom right. to do our training videos. Loom. Loom it integrates with Slack, and we're you know encouraging all of our team to do three videos a day. That's part of them being able to work from home. So we have it on all their computers. They love it. We were using Dropler for some reason, which was terrible. You can't fast forward or anything, but Loom is awesome. So, so wait, you have your staff do three videos a day? What do yeah. you mean? Just three videos to start, whether that be thank you videos, training videos, reaching out to our referral partners, um, quote videos, of course. And speaking of that, I don't know if, cause I use Advisor Evolved and they're coming out with some new video technology. So I don't necessarily know if we'll be using Loom forever, but, um, but either way, yeah, that's part of the requirement. we just want our employees all to be on board with video, especially nice. if we're working from home. Yeah, there are so many like screen recording options with the reverse camera. I've been using Soapbox lately it's tied to wistia um i really like that but yeah that's a good one. um i like from a screen sharing perspective we're we're gonna have a lot of coke and pepsi discussion here um they're all pretty similar it's flavor yeah. you know, what do you like better i like the one that my staff uses and when it gets to anything software related be careful that you don't get in the features arm race of what it can do totally. um be very, very careful with yourself. What will your staff use it for? And so uh, right now on one, we have Loom rocking and rolling. And on the other, we have Screencast-O-Matic rocking and rolling. But Chris at Advisor Evolve, he's got some big things that I think will be legit. And if you're doing anything video, like there's no question in my mind, as much as it hurts me to say things and say anything even positive <laughs> about him, because he might be the he might be the Adolf Hitler of our generation. Um, 
but no, Nicholas Ayers. Oh, Nicholas Emma. Ayers and video. If you have any video, he is. Uh, it's the only thing that I will say he's better than me at. He is video. So what's good. his What's his program? MLM. Yeah, yeah, made you look. <laughs> yeah. Dude, and it is like he is. Um, it's out of this world good stuff. Like I, yeah. I, uh, like if if you're gonna invest in yourself and or your team, that's a good one right now because video is king. And will continue to be king. It's not going anywhere. Um, and there's no one better in the game. Yep. I would agree with that statement for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I don't um, know if I would say the Adolf Hitler of. No, 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 no. I did a podcast and I did, uh, I did, what were my analogies? Oh, I did. I am, I am Kramer Jerry. Newman. He is Tom. I am Jerry. He is Newman. I am Michael Scott. He's Toby. Toby. Yeah, he's Toby. But here's the deal about that guy, and this goes back to kind of the friends thing. If me and Ayers are sitting in a room fighting, which is normally what we're doing if we're sitting in a room, and this bantering, um, yeah, bantering, a group of guy comes walking in and they're like, "We're gonna kill Ayers." Like, there, I will be out of my seat quicker than you can believe. You know, fighting them, even if I know for a fact he's guilty. Even though as I'm walking over, I know he probably did something that he should get beat up by these guys. Like I'm even if I know I'm gonna get my butt kicked, I'm still going at him. And you gotta find those friends that have that stupidity and that loyalty. And I'd like to think that uh Toby would do that for me. I don't know. <laughs> um, but Toby I, I would do that for Michael Scott. No, he wouldn't. Toby would think him that. I'm going to jump in real quick. I know we don't have a lot of time, but I just wanted to say one other thing. Other cool yeah. thing about Wes, he posted a picture of um, a thing on Facebook about how he prays with his kids before bed. Oh, yeah. And that was just that. a few days ago, and that inspired me to start doing that. And it's such a magical, powerful thing to just kneel down with them. And you, you, I know they feel that aura, that power by doing that with them. And I feel great, too, afterwards. So thank you, Wes. I'll, I'll tell you, Troy, when they start saying prayers and your name starts getting in them, your doubts, your concerns that you have are erased when you feel the faith that your child has in you. And you don't get to experience that unless you let them communicate with their Heavenly Father, you know, with you present. Mm. And it's really funny to see each personality of my children as they pray because everyone gets their turn. And, you know, just some tactics and techniques that we did because I have four young kids. Um, we did a microphone. You know, for one, to make it good so they enjoyed themselves. Um, we just make it really low key so they just speak to God while we're all together. Mm. And the it's every night, and it's my favorite part of my day. You know, to hear them and like before I AOA, I shared with them before innovation. I shared with them how nervous I was and how scared I was. And my friend had told me how crappy my talk was, and like I just shared with them. I just talked with them because they're my best friends. And, and I didn't ask them to specifically pray about that. I just shared with them what was going on in my life. And my son said a prayer and asked for help, like, help dad. You know, he's going to do okay. And, like, it was, like, instantly any fear that I had was lifted. Mm. So good. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yep. Um, awesome. Well, thank you, guys. Thanks, Wes, for making it. Thanks, Troy. Thanks, thank God. you, Sarah, so who's not here. Totally appreciate your time, guys. Um, hopefully it was helpful. Um, we got a little off track there a little bit, but um, 
Anyway, thanks so much. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, Josh.